0: What do you love to do? Can you remember the last time you had a hobby that didn't involve an ulterior motive? That didn't involve money or hustle culture and that made you feel maybe a little bit vulnerable and afraid to be judged? I wanna hear about that story. We all have something that gives us passion and it's my goal to re-inspire you to find the joy in your life by talking with other people about the things that make them happiest. I'm Megan Bream. This is Anything But Beige. Let's go. Hey guys, Megan here. Just want to give you a heads up that halfway through this interview, my, my internet died, which, you know, kind of sucks when you're doing live recordings, but it is what it is. I just wanted to give you a heads up Because there's going to be about a disconnect where we try and get back on the story. But if there's a gap or you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? That's why. I apologize. We do the best we can. (laughs) So without further ado, here is my interview with Liz DeRosa.
1: Hi, my name is Liz DeRosa and I love helping to empower women and let other women empower me. Hey
0: guys, this is Megan. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am I am really excited about this conversation. I think you're going to learn a lot. Um, I am here with Liz DeRosa. And since 2014, Liz DeRosa has been a business coach and branding strategist. Most recently, Liz was the director of business development for GovCon publication, PubK. And before that, she worked as a contractor for immigration and customs enforcement and for the Maryland Board of Elections. She had a lot going on. (laughs) She Mm -hmm. has put 20 plus years of online teaching and training experience to use in the digital world while growing her connections to 57,000 and counting with her largest on LinkedIn and Twitter. Lynn blends her acumen for on target content messaging with digital reach and consults with high performing individuals and organizations who want to leverage their brand online to attract top opportunities to better position themselves as industry leaders. She also works with organizations to craft strategic HR plans that get results. And fun fact, Liz has given presentations on three continents on the topic of career development. And that is a lot of coffee you be drinking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true, that's true. And the three continents was before the new normal. So uh-huh. it wasn't on Zoom, <laughs> it was actually in person. <laughs> You do have to clarify that these days.
0: That's true. You know, it's funny. To mention continents. I, um, I just had to get my passport renewed and it is taking forever, of course, as it was. But, um, the first time I got my passport, I went to Ireland. So I went from New York to Ireland and I got so excited. My family's Irish and I went to the immigration guy in Dublin and I was like, you're my first stamp. And he's like, Thank you. Next. <laughs> so anytime I, I land in a new country or new continent, I get that excitement that I'm like, Oh, wait, that's exciting to me and not to this
1: person. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: so let's, we are here talking your incredible backstory, your incredible life, but also gratitude and how that has just become such a big You've become such a big champion for that. Um, but I think we need to start at the beginning, right? That's a very good place to start. So let let me hear your version of your story. Where where do you come from? Where did you find this
1: passion? Sure. Um, well, I mean, in, you know, education is my passion. And I think anything that I'm doing, I like to infuse the education piece, but not saying, I'm going to sit here and teach you. I've I've never been like that. Um, I was an average student in high school. And anybody that would have said you were going to be teaching college, I would have been like, no, absolutely not. I didn't, I was not grateful for that learning opportunity in high school. I was just kind of going along. And when I got my master's is when I really kind of got that, that bug, you know, and there were educators that were passionate about their field. And I was like, oh, and then I started having that attitude of gratitude about learning because then I found my passion in the education piece and it was in women. And it wasn't anything that I said, I'm going to focus on women at all. It was just, those were the issues that I was drawn to. And I was like, you know what? I need to help. I need to learn. I need to empower all of that. And so it really became, kind of my life's work is learning about women and really sharing in whether it's in the classroom or in social media about women's stories and how other people can support them and help them to be empowered and grow.
0: Makes total sense. So when you I don't think anybody feels grateful in high school for the learning opportunity. Don't <laughs> understand that. Um, when you found these people who were passionate about their education, what or about teaching, I should say, um, what what do you think it was that triggered that in you? Do you think it was like seeing them love it, or like what what took you from I have no interest or I have no gratitude or passion towards this to like, oh, shit, this is my jam. This is what I need to do.
1: Oh, absolutely. And the funny thing is they were all men. So it wasn't like they were female role models, but it was they were excited about their topic. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I learned more about their topic and I thought, well, this is cool. But it's, it wasn't exactly my thing. Like, it didn't light everything up for me. But then I'm like, you know what? If they found it, I can find it. And so I eat very, maybe too easily, kind of put myself in their shoes and said, you know, you know what? I can do this, too. Um, and so I did. I just kind of crafted. I, I was trying to figure out. I was into a lot of things. And I finally went to the department chair. And I said, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know what to write my thesis on. And he goes, I must have asked him 50 times. Because finally he said, Liz just pick something. And so I did and I and I and I picked a topic that was that was on, you know, female empowerment even though you wouldn't initially think it was about female empowerment. Like that's what it was. And um and then I kind of look back at that, which I did in 1999 and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like all the things kind of stem from that moment of a man saying to me, "Just pick something." Right? And he was kind of frustrated with me and said, "You know what? You need to focus." find your passion and go for it. And then ever since then, I was like, yes, he's right. Right. I mean, why, why am I holding myself back? Because he wasn't holding me back. I was holding myself back. And so then I had that, that gratitude of just, you know, so many things that are out there in the world that women can do no matter where they're at. How
0: did you start recognizing it as gratitude? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I think, you know, I've always been grateful that -hmm. I've had the opportunity to do things because I realized that, I mean, and I came from like a lower middle class background, you know, so it wasn't like, you know, I had all these things just kind of given to me, but I sought out those opportunities, um, you know, and I, again, wasn't initially grateful for them.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: You know, my mom paid for my um, undergraduate education and I kind of made some academic mistakes. So I had to pay for the last few semesters. Yeah, you realize you're grateful then, (laughs) you know, when all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, I made some mistakes and now I have to take care of it. You know, so I you know, I've sort of kind of learned it on the back end in the beginning, right? And then you learn kind of going forward, okay, well, I need to be grateful on the front end Mm -hmm. so then I don't have to, you know, take that extra time or it's not going to cost me more financially or or anything like that. So, you know, kind of learn through those hard knocks.
0: Right. Once you get some skin in the game, I guess.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what
0: made you decide to be, to really hone your skill set into women empowering women like what what made you think like this is something that I really want to not promote in like a marketing sense but just like put out into the world
1: yeah well I mean I have three daughters and you know you've got those little creatures and you know what it's like being a woman yourself and the struggles and the wins and 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 all of those things, and you want to be a good role model, and you know, and so I just want to put out put out that positive um that positiveness for women, and you know, hope that people do that for my daughters, and hope they want to do that for people, you know. And it sounds a little sappy and everything, but but we all have right a mother, a sister, a best friend, uh, you know, anything that it's just like you know what I want that person to be supported too.
0: So. That's beautiful. Yeah. What are your daughters, uh, what what do they do? Are they adults or are they still
1: children? Um, One's an adult. She just started college. <sighs> oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. What,
0: is, what is college like in the age of COVID?
1: Sitting at the computer. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, right? You know, I mean, you know, she was definitely looking forward to going way to the dorm, and that just didn't happen. So,
0: I can't imagine. I luckily, um, you know, my most immediate relatives, I guess, have graduated and um, are doing classes online. I cannot imagine right now, young children, and what a crazy world to grow up in, you know?
1: Yeah. But it, it makes you feel grateful, right? Because, and you know, yeah. once you spend the time on the computer, you don't have those you know, and it's, and it's a socialization we miss, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why we do these, these, you know, video calls. And, you know, those, those have been so popular, because that's really the only way that we've been able to stay connected mm-hmm. as people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and even people like I'm an introvert, as much as I can kind of put myself out there, I'm an introvert, and I miss people, you know, like, it's been long enough, <laughs> you know, <laughs> of this just kind of, you know, being to yourself and, You know, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about is at the start of this pandemic piece. This wasn't anything that you know I I thought would even um, you know people would be interested in. But I had interacted with a woman on a networking call, and it it was literally like we had just gotten to lockdown. So you know, we didn't know how long it was going to be. I mean, it could have been a week, and I felt a connection with her. But it wasn't like it was like. Incredible explosion, like she's my new BFF or anything, but there was something there. And then I said, you know what, let's jump on a call just one on one and see what we can kind of get from it. Again, good connection, but again, it wasn't like fireworks. And then I thought, I'm like, you know what, I'd love to get, you know, a meeting of women together online to just support each other once a week. And I'd love for her to help me do it. We talked twice. Six months later, we've been doing it every Thursday. And we've got this really great group, probably of around 20, 25 people. They don't come all the time. You know, you come when you can. But she and I have become close. We People are, have friendships from the group. Um, people have started business relationships together. We support each other. I mean, it's just, you know, when I look back in March about the idea that just popped up, I was like, there's no way it's gonna work right? I mean, that's what you think immediately. You're like, it's not going to work. Nobody's going to want to come. She's not going to want to partner with me. Nobody's going to want to take an hour out of their week to spend it with complete strangers, right? But that just shows to me that women want the support of other women, right? I mean, there's things that we can talk about and share and that shared experience, whether you have kids or not, whether you've got animals or not, whether you've got a spouse, like it doesn't matter. Like we all are we are, we all are in this together. And, you know, that's been such a great thing, but it it was just a little teeny idea for half a second. And because I took action on it, so many wonderful things have become, have come from it. And I think, what if I didn't take that action?
0: Oh my God, can you imagine?
1: You know? And so I'm, and and I think about just like, just the networking piece. Like if I just kind of put up. You know, the personal relationships aside, just the networking piece has been great because it's nice when you're and, you know, there's days you were like, oh, you know, <laughs> it's tough to get clients or you you just had a really rough, rough morning or whatever it is. And you see these people liking your things and commenting and you're like, oh, I needed that. Right. I mean, that that sort of gives you that that wind beneath your wings. Right. I, to, I, to say, I, you know what, there are people that believe in me.
0: I love that. And I love, I think that's an excellent segue into um, talking about tweaking your attitude. You know, I think that mm-hmm. for us, um, we are getting into the colder months. I know that there's parts of the world that are going into spring and summer, but we are about to hit the shit. Right? <laughs> the, I live in upstate mm-hmm. New York and it is just apocalyptic every year with winter and it really affects, I know this goes without saying, but like, it can really affect your mood, right? Like these doldrums and compounding on top Mm -hmm. of quarantine and lockdown and social distancing. We are coming into a time that is unprecedented, of course, but is a time that we all have to get through. Right. And Mm -hmm. what suggestions do you have for people who want to prep themselves for even more isolation and not have it affect not only like their success mindset, but just their mindset. What, what kind of recommendations do you have?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I've, I've had to be really deliberate and focused and, you know, I'm, I'm a list maker. I make lists upon lists upon lists. And I mean, I've been doing this forever. And what I found is, yeah, the lists are great. They do help me focus and they do help me be deliberate. But the problem is if I don't take it that next step and make the dedicated time for it, then it's just a list. You know, and it's something, yeah, I can look back and say, oh, okay, well, in January of 2020, this is what I was focusing on. But what if that got accomplished? You know, and again, not everything we put on the list we're going to be able to do. Right. But it's it, it's it's writing it down, seeing it and then saying, OK, which of these things can I really put my energy on? And carving out that time to do it, because that's going to take it, you know, into reality. And that's going to make a difference, um, you know, and it and sometimes it is hard. Right. Even though you do take the list and you put it, OK, this is what I'm doing at nine and this is what I'm doing at 10 and this is what I'm doing at one. It's still, you still have to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still have to get that get up and go, you know, and so just a silly thing like, you know, uh, sometimes I literally have to use my phone alarm system and just put the timer on 15, 15 minute chunks and just say, you know what, I'm going to change what I'm doing every 15 minutes because it, that should be enough you know to to create a couple of social media posts or to call someone or to this or to that and then to kind of readjust to something else because sometimes you do need that that auditory cue to say okay that's enough time or if i need more time right if like you're really in a in a great place on a on a social media post or on an email and say okay well i'm going to give myself 15 more minutes and just make sure that you're dedicating that time to you know, what you need instead of, because as you know, you could get on a, on a platform or talking to somebody, right. That's not a focused business call. And, and all of a sudden you look and you're like, Whoa, I just spent an hour and a half. Right. Like, what did I really accomplish?
0: Hey guys, at the end of every month, I'm planning to do a Q and a special, answering all of your questions, either about what we just talked about or anything in between. I'm happy to hear back from you and help you out if I can. If you could do me a favor and go to thebeishousecom slash you can leave your comment or your question there and I'll be able to get it. I'll be able to answer it on the next episode, on the next Q&A episode. Again, the address is thebeigehouse.com slash askmegan. Ask Megan is all one word. Thank you so much. I look forward to hearing from you.
1: So, you know, it's really like dedicating that time and just doing
0: it. I love that. And I love the idea of 15 minutes because I know that that's a trope that people use. And I think that's <laughs> a very like do as I say and not as I do. I feel like a, not a lot of a lot of people teach that. And not a lot of people act it. You know what I mean? So I like the idea mm-hmm. of just using it, using your phone, just keeping it as simple as possible. and. 15 minutes sounds both easy, but also kind of overwhelming too. You know, like thinking about the all of the amalgamation of all those 15 minutes. But mm-hmm. I, I like how you're putting it in that it's it's only, only overwhelming if you're focusing on the big stuff. Like the big picture of it. But I think what you're saying and correct me if I'm wrong, is that to, to keep your mindset in a, uh, I'm going to say like non-self-destructive pattern that you have to give yourself the ability to, how do I know to this? I'm trying to say like, to keep yourself focused, you have to keep it small. And by keeping it small, you get to appreciate the effort. I think that's the, I think that's the tangent that I'm going
1: on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and trust me, I'm not suggesting that like you, you're scheduling every 15 minutes of your day at all, but you know, like what I did this morning, I'm like, okay, well, I have 45 minutes before our talk, so I can get three things done, you know, and then, then, you know, then we're talking. And so then I'm going to switch to something else, you know, and so, so it's not doing it. So you're just like, you know, totally, you know, like, when's the phone going to go off, you know, like I'm going to (laughs) hurry at all. But, you know, and it's also like taking that 15 minutes or 30 minutes, right, the two 15 minute times and just enjoying it. You know, like one of the things because my youngest is seven, we've been going on walks before she logs into her classroom. And sometimes it's 15 minutes and sometimes it's 30. And sometimes it's a great bonding time and other times we don't say anything, you know? I mean, but it's just focusing on being there in that moment and then she'll grab my hand or she'll say, oh, let's talk about this. And it's and it's really knowing kind of when to be quiet. And that's not even just with kids, it's with anybody, right? When you're having that, that time with them that just being present and saying you know what and that is tweaking your attitude right because it's like i'm going to i'm going to not be stressed i'm just going to focus on you know the person that i'm with or the the moment that we're doing you know that that we're together or that we're walking or that we've got this beautiful you know environment that we're looking at or whatever it is and making sure that we're you know just together and that's important too again whether you know you're on a video call or you're physically together or you know whatever it is and just taking that that segmented time and just you know being right there
0: what kind of recommendations do you have for people to start creating a habit of gratitude and of being present I think in an anxious world and I'm totally guilty of this the thought of being present is like no I have shit to do (laughs) like
1: And, oh absolutely
0: I'm walking my dog and oh I can appreciate this but uh, I, I have to think about what I'm doing when I get back and so right it's a tough habit to start doing and what how do you how have you broken through that and how do you recommend other people break through it?
1: Sure. well, I mean I do enjoy doing that walk in the morning and because that's something that I love and I know when I don't do it, I don't feel good and I don't like not feeling good. You know, so it's really like you almost have to kind of suffer and then say, oh, my gosh, I'm just going to get up 15 minutes earlier or, you know, I'm going to say, no, we are going to go on that walk. And, and, and sometimes I didn't go because no one would go with me. And that's silly. No, I mean, go ahead and be by yourself. And again, if you want to obsess for those 15 minutes or whatever, you can do that because nobody else is there. So it's just it's finding out whatever your walking thing is. Right. Whatever your walking the dog moment is, whatever, whatever that just that time that that like recharges you. Right. And that's different for everybody. Like, you know, sometimes I'll go to a yoga class and that's like that's like, you know, helps me kind of tweak my attitude and center myself. Right. But other times it's like, no, I just want to be by myself and do something or just, you know, sit outside and on my porch and have coffee and not have anybody else around. But it's figure out whatever your thing is and just force yourself to do it and don't say, oh, I need my significant other to do it with me, or I need my best friend to log in. No, like if they join, that's cool, you know, and that can make it better. But, you know, just don't be dependent on somebody else, you know, to give you that gratitude, right? You've got to have that yourself. And if they come along, then that's even something more to be grateful about. Like, I just got to share this with somebody else.
0: I love that. And I love that. It has, we're talking like an overarching message of just self-care, right? Of just like mm-hmm. everyone else around you, if they're involved is great, but like you have to stand on your own feet and you have to, yeah. I think that people get scared to do that, but also, mm-hmm. I, let me know your thoughts on this. I, I think people get scared about it, but I think people also give it more gravity than they have to. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, Mm -hmm. well, and I noticed this is gratitude too, especially like, oh, I have to, I have to be gratitude or I have to be grateful for the sun and the star and being alive and (laughs) that's exhausting, right? That's exhausting. Oh, thank you, son. You are so, no, no, it's about, I'm looking at a mosquito right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's about, And I'm killing a mosquito as we're talking about being grateful for everything. But <laughs> I, I have found that gratitude is best practiced with day for so I can kill a mosquito. I am grateful mm-hmm. for crystal light because it helps me drink water better. Like I am grateful for the and I'm grateful for my husband and I'm grateful for our home, but I can't it doesn't feel genuine to me to keep doing that every day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So can you talk more about that?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, and some days, right? It's like you walk outside and it's a warm day and you're like, that's when I'm grateful for the sun, right? It's not just every day you wake up and you're like, oh, you know. So uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely has to, um, you know, it has to speak to you for sure. Mm -hmm. So, you you know, when I find people doing these, gratitude challenges or you know that that's that's not authentic for me because it then you're forcing me to every day tell you what i'm grateful for and i'm just going to start making stuff up you know or i'm going to drop out of the challenge right i mean the the challenge for me is finding little ways every day that i can tweak and and be better and and some of it i'm like hugely grateful for everything you know, and then other days it's like, you know, I'm a grumpy mess, right? <laughs> and, and, and then it's like, okay, how do I fix that so I don't ruin my whole day, right? Because we can all, we, we all, part of that self-care too is just having that moment, right? I mean, and if, and no matter how long it is, like giving yourself permission to have that moment and then saying, you know what, that moment's over. That moment can't just last, indefinitely right you've got to learn something from it and push yourself forward um and so it's trying not to have as many of those those lows right in that self-care piece and so but I'm grateful for the lows because man those highs feel so much sweeter right it, and but it's it's kind of getting to that point where there's not as low <laughs> right that's the trick have to be really aware of when you get into those lows, like, I'm there. And I and I need to find some things to to get myself out of it. And so it's, it's, you know, and I don't want to say forcing, but it's being deliberate. And, and maybe you do have to kind of fake it a little bit and say, you know what, I am grateful for my family. And I'm grateful that we have a house, because maybe that's all you can see. Right? That's a good point. And that's okay. And that's okay. And I mean, that's, that's not anything wrong. I mean, everybody's got their own journey to kind of tweak their, their attitude and get themselves back to where they want to be or better.
0: I like that. I like, I feel like you're taking a lot of the, the anxiety that I have noticed people have about it of just like, it, it has to be this thing. If it's not this thing, then I'm not doing it right, and then it just like it's it it not only goes against the point, but then you're at a net loss of Mm -hmm. feeling good. You know what I mean? I I think that this is such a crazy time, world, day, week, you know, whatever of just so much gravity on people like the weight on our shoulders for everybody now and um how do i don't want to put this i hate the hustle culture i hate it because mm-hmm. i hate that you know it was 5 10 years ago where it was just like you're not working then you suck and if you suck mm-hmm. then you know don't have hobbies don't have time for hobbies and then everyone had a breakdown right like everybody was just burned out and so I think that we're getting better at self care and the understanding that we need to be nice to ourselves. But I think that what you're saying a lot is what I'm hearing you say a lot is that grace matters incredibly. A- grace matters very much. And like you're saying, like if you, if you're having a down have a down, but then be grateful for that opportunity. And so like, how do you think people should recognize that they're trying their best? Does that make sense?
1: Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Well, I think you have to stop looking at other people and saying, uh, you know, their life, I want their life. Because as we all know, being on social media, usually people only are putting out the positives, right? They're not putting out the struggle. Um, You know, they're not putting themselves out there in the bad hair day, right? And things like that. Like everything just has to look just so. And, you know, just say, you know what? They've got a lot of stuff on that cutting room floor, just like I do. And just to leave it right there. And, um, you know, just not, not worry about what's there looking at other people's, you know, posts or videos or whatever it is and realizing they're telling you what they want to tell you, right? That's not the full picture. Like, even if it's your neighbor, like, you don't know what's really going on, right? And so it's, it's you know, kind of readjusting and saying, you know what, whatever's going on with me is fine. And I don't need to share all that, right? I mean, people definitely do, um, but you d- they don't need to share it um, you know, and just just to do what makes you feel good. What's what's your goals? What's what's healthy for you, right? Mentally, physically, right? That whole thing, and not saying, oh well, I should be doing the same thing as so and so.
0: I love that, and I think that it's simple, and it's easier said than done. At the same time, you know what I mean. It's it, it's a journey for everybody. We are getting into. The holiday season, right? We are getting into the holiday gauntlet, and that's why I love talking about gratitude this time of year because I think that it becomes uh, it becomes almost an easier time of year to do it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. How? What? What? Like three things do you suggest someone does this month to start practicing? having a better mindset and being present or being in the moment or being grateful, whichever way you want to go with that.
1: Sure. Sure. You know, focus on experiences instead of what can I buy this person? Right. We always think, Oh my gosh, I love so-and-so, whether it's a friend, a family member, what can I get for them? Right. That's going to show them that. And you know what? You could buy somebody the best, biggest gift ever, but what they're going to really remember, right, is the moments. Last year, my husband pulled a car that I wanted in the driveway with a big red bow. He got the bow? How do you get the bow? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have to borrow it, because you have to give it back. Otherwise it costs like 150 bucks. But so, and I had no idea it was coming. And so he pulls, pulls it in, and I all I saw was the red bow on the – and I went, what? I will remember that moment, the red bow coming into my driveway, probably more than driving the vehicle, right? Because he knew that meant something to me. I mean, he knew I wanted the vehicle. I mean, don't get me wrong. But that moment, right? And then, of course, you know, we captured it with a picture so I can look back. Right, and, and remember that, that meant the world to me. Right, and you know, and the fact that I don't have to make the payment for that, <laughs> you know, I mean, that was good too. But that he, th- that he planned it. And I think about like all the things he had to do to plan that for that moment to happen. You know, that I was home, that this, that that, that he had the bow, that it did, you know, I mean, all of those things and it's like, you know, I want to create moments like that for people because that's going to be something that they're going to keep beyond that holiday, you know? So finding something special to do for somebody, and it could be creating that moment, or it could be, you know, just, you know, creating, you know, creating something, you know, from your heart. Um, You know, if somebody is down or, you know, in the hospital or something like that, like, you know, sometimes I'm moved and I write poetry and it's not anything that if you told me right now that you would pay me to write poetry, I could do because it, it doesn't come to me like that. Like it just has to happen. And so, you know, finding something that you can do of yourself and it's I'm not a poet. Right. And I would never tell anybody that I am. But but if I'm having that moment and that's something that I can share, you know, with somebody that I care about. You know, that's my red ribbon moment, right, that I can actually give to somebody else. And, you know, it may not be something that you're, you know, normally do, but it's something that, that, you know, when you're going through something with somebody, you're like, you know what, like, this hit me for you. And it doesn't have to be something you create, but it could be a, you know, sometimes you're looking at a meme and you're like, oh my gosh, this so would resonate with Megan, I'm going to send it to her, you know, and so and that could be the equivalent of you know writing poetry you know seeing something and it's not that you're tagging it because you want you want you know Megan then to come tag you and you know it and it's not because you want that it's just like you wanted the person to know hey i'm thinking about you and so it's finding those ways and again it's it's a different way for everybody right um and so you know that would be the second thing and it's just you know finding Whatever we're at, you know, in in December, whether we're in lockdown or people, you know, are quarantined or whether we're back to normal, like it doesn't matter because we've figured out technology now. Right. And so we can still spend time with each other. And so it's reaching out. And so we've done Zoom calls with the kids and, and my parents and, you know, we've taped them because you know you know that's the equivalent of doing a a video if you're all together right and so then the kids can watch it you can send it to the grandparents and so that's that's something nice that you can have and so i love to see people's pictures when they do those those video calls of everyone in their family cuz it's like you know what they had a moment right they were able to connect and that and that's what the gratitude piece is right It's like, you know what, we can't all be in each other's living rooms. Or maybe when we can be, it's like, you know what, why can't we stream in Aunt Clara to our holiday, even if we are together? You know, let her join in or or say what she's thankful for, or we tell her that we love her, or whatever it is. And just kind of take that initiative, you know, that people really didn't think about before. But now that is kind of one of the, the things we can be grateful for because of this, uh, of, of, you know, COVID, right? We've all had to adapt and use technology. And so it's like, okay, let's continue doing that.
0: I, lo- I love the idea of, can you hear the lawnmower? Okay, good. Yeah. I love the idea of red ribbon moment. I think that that's perfect. Like that needs to be. A, a message like, I love that uh, like creating a red rib a red ribbon moment for you and for other people and just how do you make that I love that and I am you are the first person I've ever met that has had the bow. <laughs> so that's incredible that it it's a real thing. I'm so glad to yeah. you know that you have like I didn't even realize that was something that was taking space in my head and now I know. <laughs> now I know. The bodas exist, and it's a rental. That's good to know. <laughs> Liz, people are going to have more questions. How do you suggest they reach out to you about this?
1: Um, sure. Well, I mean, I am Liz DeRosa or um, Dr. Liz DeRosa on on the major platforms. Um, you know, they can also reach out to me on my website, which is LizDeRosa.com. Do you see, you see kind of a pattern here? <laughs> I try to make it easy for people.
0: (laughs) And what else do you want people to know before we end this?
1: Is there anything we haven't covered? Well, I mean, I think just to kind of reiterate that, you know, you don't have to have, you know, fancy degrees or any training to empower people and whether that's empowering kids or empowering your significant other or you know what empower your animal you know let them let them do what they need to do send them out in the backyard and let them play like just empower people because that that gives you strength to give somebody else strength or something else strength right and you know there's enough there's enough for everybody i think when people are in that scarcity mindset and they think oh my gosh you know we're in competition we're not in competition. Like, even if we are in the same exact space, we're not the same people, right? We provide something different, whether it's our personality or our product or whatever it is, and just just, just empower people and realize that, that what you bring to the table is unique and let other people's uniqueness shine. That's
0: beautiful. That is the perfect way to end this. Thank you so much, Liz. I really appreciate you being on here. Oh, thank you.